Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Well, good Monday, everyone. I hope that you had a good weekend, that you were at church, and that you found it a beneficial time, that you were encouraged and strengthened by being with God's people on Sunday. We are asking, what is the church? Is the church relevant in our modern society? There's a lot of people who are not going to church any longer, at least not as much as in times gone by. But as they do surveys and ask people whether they believe in God and whether they believe in Christ and whether they believe he is the Son of God and that he died on the cross, high majority of people say, yes, they believe that. And yet, they do not go to church. And the question has been brought forward, well, does a Christian need to go to church? So we are going to look at this topic, and we started last week by saying what the church is not, that the church is not the building. There were no churches until the 3rd century A.D. That the early church met in homes, they met out in the open, they met in the catacombs, they met wherever, but they did not have a building. So, the church is not the building. We also saw that it's not sacred utensils and ceremonies and rituals that we would go through, and as we perform those things, that that would be the church. We saw in Acts 17 that it's not in the things that man has devised with his own hands that we worship the Lord. And we also saw that neither is it a particular day that the church meets that would make the meeting valid as a church meeting. People meet on Sunday because that was when Jesus resurrected from the dead, and so down through the ages people have met on Sunday. But we shouldn't just bring across all the Old Testament teachings about the Sabbath and translate it into Sunday. Because now the Bible says that it is not a particular day that we have to meet. No longer are buildings holy, or vessels holy, or rituals holy, or a day holy, but now men and women are holy, and we meet as unto the Lord. You know, when I think about this, I remember a friend of mine telling me about his father, who was very religious, but did not have a truly born-again experience with the Lord. But he religiously went to church and went particularly on Sunday and felt that that's what he had to do to satisfy God. And he told his son this particular day that he wasn't going to church on Sunday morning, but he had gone on Saturday night. And he said, it counts, you know. You see, it's not a matter of what day you go on. It's not that, oh, I don't have to go Sunday morning because I went Saturday night and that counts. But we go to church because we want to meet with God. We want to meet with God's people. And so we have seen it's not the building, it's not the vessels, and it's not a particular day. Well, let's look at the third thing that it is not. It is not the service or the activities that we would go through at a particular time. Now, a lot of times we think church is the service, because we would ask the question, well, when does church start? Well, here at kitchener Wadu Christian Fellowship, we start 10.30 in the morning on Sundays. And if we're halfway through the service, and maybe the kids are starting to get restless, and the preacher is not particularly interesting that morning, we might say, when is church going to be over? 
But is the service the church? No, it isn't. If we go through activities and our heart is not in it, God hates it. Listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 1, starting at verse 13. Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. The Lord is not interested in us just coming together and going through outward activities, calling an assembly and coming together. He says his soul hates when we just lift up our hands or when we kneel down or when we make prayers. In fact, I would dare say that the Lord would look down on a Sunday morning and he will see people singing and he hates it. He'll see people reciting prayers and he hates it because their hearts are not in it. That alone is not the church. The church is something different. You see, the church is not the building. It's not using certain utensils. And it is not the service that we go through. Well, what is the church? Let's see what the scriptures say about it. I suppose one way to answer this question is looking at Acts chapter 8 and verse 3. We find at this time the church had just been born. And there was much persecution. And Saul was a man who was persecuting the church. And we find in verse 3, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. How did Saul make havoc of the church? He made havoc by going to homes and to houses and dragging off men and women. Listen, the church is people. The church is people. When you look at Revelation, and it pictures the church as a city that's descending out of heaven, it says in verse 14 of chapter 21, Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. This picture of the church that's described, the foundation stones are the names of the apostles. Another place it says in the scripture that Jesus is the chief cornerstone and we are being built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. The church is people, people who have a relationship with God and each other. In fact, Matthew 16 and 18, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here we find that the declaration that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, this is the foundation that the church is built upon. It is relationship. It is the fact that Jesus is the son of the living God. 
And those early disciples believed the words of Jesus and they were set in as the foundation. And now every person that becomes part of the church becomes a living stone that is laid upon that foundation. The church is people. And when Saul, as the scripture said, was making havoc of the church, he came in arresting men and women and dragging them off. Acts 20 and 28. The elders were exhorted to feed and to shepherd the church. The church is not a building. The church is not services. The church is people. If somehow you were transported back to the first century and you were to ask the people of that day, where's the church? And they would have said, the church? Yeah, you said, where's the church? They might be puzzled for a moment and then they'd say, well, Amos is down at the seashore and Lydia's over at the marketplace and Joel's in the carpenter shop. They would have seen the church as people, not a building. You see, the church is not a physical building, but it is a spiritual building. See what the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. And you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. You see, this analogy of a spiritual building is a good one because it shows us how we're related to God and also how we are related to one another. We must be placed upon the foundation stone of Christ. If we are not connected to Christ, then we're not the church. It is his church. He's the foundation. We have to be placed upon the surface of Christ. What he has done, what he has accomplished through the cross, Without Christ, there is no building. He is the foundation. And when we touch him, we come alive. We become a living stone. We become a spiritual being. But then we are connected with other stones. Our life is put side by side with others. We rest upon someone else, and then we have other people resting upon us. And so it is in the church. There are people that you rely upon, that you draw your strength, that is your support. And then there are other people that we mutually minister to, sort of beside us. But then there are other people that we bring to the Lord and that we are mentoring and that we are discipling that actually they're resting upon us. And together we're being built up a spiritual house that it says in 1 Peter 2, verse 5, that we are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It goes on to say in verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, it really doesn't matter where you go as far as a physical building, or it doesn't matter what day you would worship on. But it is extremely important that your faith rests on Jesus Christ and his work and what he has accomplished. And it is extremely important that you are connected to other members of the body of Christ. And this is a connection heart to heart, life to life. It's not just assembling at a certain geographical location on a particular day but it is having our hearts come together and join together, a spiritual union that only God can bring about. 
Well, it's been good talking about the church today. And we're going to continue this. We'll pick it up tomorrow and we'll talk more of the value and worth of the church. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.